Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 95 of the People Powered Business Podcast, but more importantly, welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. At the time this episode is going live to you, it is very early on in January of 2022, and I truly hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and that this year brings you everything that you wish for, success, prosper, happiness, health, all of those things. Um, so excited to be back here with you for yet another year here on the podcast. We've got lots of exciting episodes in the works and coming up for you. And I want to thank you for listening in to the People Powered Business Podcast each and every week. I truly, truly appreciate you. So welcome. Fabulous to be here for another calendar year. So whether you are catching this episode as you're still on a well-earned break uh, or if you're back in the swing of things, back at work, um, I do hope you're doing really, really well. Now, to start off, to kick off 2022, we are running with a three-part series. So this is part one of a three-part series today, and we're going to tackle an interesting conversation around the topic of trust. Not trust broadly, but I'm talking specifically about building trust with our teams. And this is a topic that comes up time and time again. If you read any leadership book, listen to any leadership uh, training or or absorb any of that information, trust is something you will definitely come across. And I think, I don't think I need to explain to you that trust is pretty important in a workplace. And when reflecting on the last couple of years, I've really noticed how much of an impact trust has had on how businesses have navigated some very challenging and trying times, obviously, Uh, some times of change and certainly some times of challenge. And I've really just observed how businesses who have a foundation of trust have flourished, have not only survived, but have done really, really well. And businesses who perhaps struggle in this area a little for various reasons have found things a little bit trickier to navigate. And so I thought it was a great way to kick off a new year was to really talk about something so foundational as trust. So this is a three-part series because when we're dealing with trust, it's a big area, right? There's a lot to chat about. And um, so I've broken it up into three really easy to digest episodes. So as we kick off today, in today's first of the series, we're going to chat about, obviously, i you know, really identifying and um, defining what trust is. We're going to cover off why it's important to build trust. And it it does seem like a no-brainer, but I'm going to share some real HR sort of stats with you. And then we're going to start unpacking how we build trust. I'm going to share a particular framework that I've come across that I think is actually really relatable Because when we're talking about building trust, it kind of feels like one of those intangible things that it's kind of hard to put our finger on how specifically we can very deliberately and very intentionally bake it in to our business. Uh, But I have come across a few frameworks and the one I'm going to share in this three-part series, I just find the, the structure that it follows 
is relatable for any business, any business owner, any leader, or any manager. So in today's episode, we're going to start at the top, what it is, why it's important, and we're going to start to unpack this framework. And in the coming two episodes, we're going to dive deeper into this eight pillars of trust framework and go a little deeper into each of the eight pillars. So are you ready to dive in to our first three of our three-part series on trust? So let's look at defining trust. Now, we can just take the very literal dictionary definition, which simply says that trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. Think about the brands that you trust the most. Think about the people that you trust the most. The equipment in your house that you trust the most. It's, we believe in these things based on reliability, truth, the things we know to be fact, and by proven past ability. When I think about this, I think of a particular brand, and I'm not going to name the brand, but the house that we currently live in has a particular brand of kitchen appliance um, throughout the house, and it is a high-end brand. And if you ask me whether I trust this brand, my response is absolutely not, because every piece of equipment made by said brand in our house has had some dire, massive fault has completely fallen apart well ahead of when it should have. And even worse, when we go to repair said brand, it is not impossible to either source parts or the cost of, of the part is you know, really exorbitant and we may as well buy a whole new thing. So trust is based on reliability. I don't trust this brand because it's not reliable. Trust is based on truth. Do we trust people that lie to us, who deceive us? No, we don't. And trust is also built on ability. Ability. Think about that from a workplace perspective. We innately trust people who we know will get the job done, right? These are things that are subconscious. We don't necessarily vocalize or even logically think out loud that I trust this person because they have the ability to get a job done, but trust is built based on that. And we're going to unpack reliability, truth, and ability as we go through this discussion on trust. So I think that's a really great foundation definition, and you could find fancier ones for sure. But I really like talking about reliability, truth, and ability when we're talking about trust. Now, I think we all acknowledge that trust is important to have in our teams. Whether or not we can say why we know it's important, it might be another thing. But we absolutely understand that working with a team of people that we can trust Having our team trust us as leaders and being able to trust our team are all things we would want to achieve at work. Would you agree with that? I think if you think about workplaces that you've been in in the past that have not been so fabulous to be at for whatever reason, I guarantee you, you probably had trust issue there. Where when we trust our team are going to get the job done, they're going to do a great job, they're going to do everything they can for our business, that kind of takes the load off us, doesn't it? When we don't trust our team, we're constantly second-guessing, we're micromanaging, we're interfering, and we're never taking a break. So in our pursuit to build businesses that deliver the success that we want and the freedom that we seek, we need to be able to trust people. And some people do struggle with trust. Some people find it really hard to trust people, perhaps because they've 
been burnt in the past, perhaps because they don't trust themselves. Possibly they've been brought up in an environment that really wasn't um, surrounded in trust. Where others trust unconditionally, sometimes at their own detriment. But it is something as leaders we need to foundationally get our head around. Now, of course, trust builds all the good things in businesses. It builds morale. It builds motivation. It enhances innovation and collaboration. A team that trusts each other or loyal to one another. And think about the flow-on effects of that. When we have a team built on trust, stress levels go down. And that has another flow-on effect as well in terms of absenteeism. If we think about the relationship between trust and employee engagement, which is a topic we talk about all the time here on the podcast, we know that an engaged team is 15 to 17% more productive. They deliver profitability increases of sometimes upwards of 20%. We know that absenteeism goes down by 40% in an engaged team. We know that more work, better work, more innovation gets done in engaged teams. An engaged team is a team built on trust. So the two are interlinked without doubt. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you will know that I am quite the fan of the work of Simon Sinek um, and Brene Brown, and both of whom I'm going to reference on the podcast today. But one of my favorite quotes from Simon Sinek, and in fact, members of People Powered HR will know that I've used this quote, and many of them may in fact have a plaque with this quote on it that I have gifted them in the past. And he says, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. And here's what I take from that. Obviously, trust is inherently required in a strong team. But without trust, all you have are people working not together, autonomously next to each other. Maybe part of the same department, but that does not make them a team. They only become a team when they trust each other. Otherwise, you just have individuals working autonomously. And only so much can get achieved when that is the case because competition arises, there's no support, there's no collaboration, all the things that we know that create great businesses. And interestingly, Simon Sinek goes on to say, the more you give trust, the more you receive it in return. And this is something I've really noticed throughout the pandemic. What I've noticed is that businesses who gave trust to their teams when they first had to, remember that time when we all used to work in offices and suddenly we all had to work from home? feels like quite the distant memory now. But in those early days, weeks and months, the businesses who said, okay, this is new and maybe not comfortable, but I trust that you're going to do the right thing. I trust you and let their people just get on with it. Those businesses flourished and I watched it happen. I watched other businesses struggle with this trust issue. They had to let their people work from home because the government told them so, but they weren't happy about it and they didn't trust them. So they didn't set up the right systems to make it a success for them to work from home. The moment that they could ask their employees to come back to the office, they mandated it, they required it. They were constantly asking for timesheets, reports, ridiculous amounts of updates. They were micromanaging. They were checking work. They were logging in and using surveillance equipment. Those businesses not only didn't flourish, but they will struggle 
as we head into 2022 with the talent shortage that we know we are hitting. Because that lack of trust means those employees are absolutely going to be looking for work elsewhere. And I saw this play out so prevalently in those first few weeks and few months of 2020 when the world changed. And it's been really interesting as an observer to watch those businesses and to see how that worked. So we get the trust is important. We know that it matters. But what can be harder, I think, is to actually identify what trust looks like and therefore to figure out how we can improve it, work on it, nourish it, and really fuel it in our businesses. We can't rely on luck or just good will that it might happen. We do have to be really deliberate and intentional about building trust. For some of us, it does come naturally. And for some leaders, you will see that it is, this is second nature to them, but that might not be you and it certainly is not everyone. And it might be something you have to be a little bit more deliberate about. It's certainly something that I've learned in the last 20 years of having my own business. Well, it has been quite 20 years. I think it's been 15 or 16. But I've learned about what trust looks like and about that I've really learned that lesson of you have to give trust in order to receive it. If you don't trust your people, they're not going to trust you. And like all things in leadership, you have to lead by example. You have to go first. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. So it's been interesting. But yes, how do we put this in place? What does it actually look like? I think, um, and I've spoken with uh, my other podcast co-host over on Grow Your Influence, Juliet Robinson, about this quite a bit, particularly when we're talking about hybrid teams, about there being two types of trust. And this isn't the framework that I'm going to give you in these three episodes, but I think it's a really lovely distinction because I think there's two types of trust and one we can easily see, it's much more tangible, and the other is much more difficult to see and to then figure out how to implement. And that's why I want to unpack this in a few episodes with you. So we've got practical trust. Now, this is when we talk about reliability and ability in our trust definition, we see this show up a lot in practical trust. Practical trust is things like you show up on time, your team shows up on time, you meet deadlines, you do what you said you were going to do. We can see those things, can't we? We can really say, oh yeah, they said they were going to do that and they got it done. And this kind of trust is actually really, you know, really easy to spot in workplaces too. You trust a certain team member to do a great job every time or to meet a deadline no matter how hard it is, you will give them those projects time and time again because you trust them. I remember when I had my large consultancy practice, there was a particular team member who was amazing with customers. Her name was also Christy, by the way. And she, no matter whether it was a complaint, a difficult customer, a complex customer query, a applicant worried about getting a job, didn't matter where in the process they were, her customer service skills were absolutely phenomenal. And it doesn't surprise me she's since gone on to own and run a very successful business in the hospitality space on her own based on these skills. But I knew that if anyone got on the phone with her, any customer, they would leave the call feeling better, the issue would get resolved, and it was the best thing for my business to have that person on the phone with her. And I heard her dilute some very, very challenging conversations And you know, when you listen to someone do that, you think, oh my God, that was amazing. That was her. So I trusted her with any conversation 
like that no matter what because she had shown that she could she would get it done every time there was no flaw in that for her in that skill for her so that ability that's practical trust we build trust based on those practical measures and that's we can see that really easily and we see how it works the harder type of trust to both spot and to know how to cultivate and also to actually put effort into is the more emotional trust. And this is where some businesses smashed it out of the park during the pandemic and others struggled a lot more with this. This required a lot more intent. So emotional trust, it is harder to identify. It's about creating meaningful relationships, meaningful bonds. It's about respect, listening, having emotional intelligence. This is where some leaders have a real intuition. These are the leaders that pick up on, hmm, I can see something's amiss here and I'm going to go and fix it. These are the leaders that really did well at baking in the social fabric connection of work during lockdowns that managed to sort of navigate the communication channels that were changed. But it is the trickier aspect of trust, but it is really important because although we can't easily put our finger on it it's the bit that will undermine our trust if it's not where it should be i just wanted to make those two distinctions with you today before we dive into the structure and the framework that i'm going to share with you because i think both play a part at every level and i think when we can get our head around okay that's practical trust and i can see that as tangible and now i need to think about emotional trust it gets us thinking it gets the cogs turning so We know what trust is. We know why it's important. We have some idea about the types of trust. How do we go about building trust in our teams and in our businesses? Now, this is where I'm going to start to break things down in a bit more detail for you. So there's a a whole stack of frameworks that I have seen out in the wide world of different ways we can build trust. And lots of them are very sensible Simon Sinek talks about trust a lot in his books, as does Brené Brown in terms of the leadership aspects of building really resilient teams and and being great leaders and being great people generally in Brené's work. And they're all great reads, absolutely. But I went looking for some kind of more structured framework I could share with you. And what I came across was a framework known as the eight pillars of trust. Now, a gentleman by the name of David Horsaker has come up with these pillars, and I have actually seen other pillars of trust referenced by other authors as well and other speakers, but I really liked this particular structure because I think it's really relatable to anyone, any level, any size business, any size team. So David Horsaker has come up with um, eight pillars of trust in terms of creating an, a, what he calls a trust edge in your business. Now, I'm not going to go through all eight today because that is too, too many. But what I do want to do is start you with two. And then in the next episode of the podcast, when we get into part two of this series, I'm going to take a deep dive into three more of these pillars. And in the following episode, part three, I'm going to take a deep dive into the remaining three pillars and wrap it up with a summary for you. So I want to start you with two of the pillars that I actually think are most powerful and even better, easiest to put into place. 
And these two pillars of trust, these are from, again, David Horsaker's eight pillars of trust, are clarity and consistency. And I wanted to start here because these are concepts that you will have heard me talk about on the podcast quite a bit, in fact. And because we are at the beginning of 2022, I thought these were the perfect places to start. So when Horsaker talks about clarity, all he's talking about is that people trust clear and they mistrust the ambiguous. And Brené Brown says, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And what I love about this is as leaders, we sometimes get so caught up in our own minds, in our own heads about creating complex scenarios and maybe keeping some secrecy and all of these things where really it's pretty simple. Our team want to know what's expected from them. They want to know where the business is heading. They want clarity. In a previous episode of the podcast late last year, I shared three things that I suggested you do to help set your team up for success in 2022. And one of them was to provide a clear vision for the year ahead, at least one thing that people could look forward to. But of course, you can't share a clear vision with your team until you get clear on it yourself. So if as you're starting the year, you're thinking, oh, I really need to do some planning. Last year was just chaos and we just we just crawled to the finish line, which I know was the feeling for many, many people. Take some time now to get really clear about what you want this year to look like in your business. What goals you want to achieve, what huge projects you want to work on, what clients you want to chase, whatever it looks like. Get really clear about the big mission, the big vision, but also get really clear about what the days and weeks and months are going to look like. What are the milestones? What are the systems we're going to be using? All of those things. When we get clear, our team love that clarity and it builds trust because we trust what we can see and we can see clarity. So get clear. That's really, really simple. And it can be granular on a daily basis. One of the practices that I do that when I fall out of this habit, it's never great, is every single morning I get clear about three non-negotiable things that need to happen that day. Now, obviously, my day is generally a lot busier than that, and I'm doing a lot more than three things. But I find if I spend a couple of minutes in the morning scanning over all the things I've got to do, and I get very clear on three things that I absolutely must get done, and I get them done, I get so much more productive that day because I've gotten clear about what the actual priorities are and everything else gets done around those. So whatever it looks like for you, having the clarity and then most importantly with your team being able to communicate that clarity and create that clarity for your people, it might be in fact helping them get clear about priorities in their role. It really, really does help to build trust because we trust what we can see and we can see clarity. And that's one of these pillars of trust. So my question to you is, what can you do today to create clarity, to help get clear on your priorities and to help your team get clear on those? And to consistently be thinking through that lens of clarity will help to continue to build trust in your team. So pillar number one, clarity. The second pillar, and and, and I'm taking these totally out of order in terms of how David Horsiger shares them, but I really feel these two go hand in hand. And that is consistency. Little things done consistently make way more difference than big things done on an ad hoc basis. 
the way I love to think about this in terms of our teams is I see business owners who at the end of the year or at certain times of the year, it might be mid-year, make this huge, big hurrah about their team. They throw in a big event, maybe a massive Christmas party. They go totally OTT, over the top. And this huge grand gesture they think is enough recognition for all the work their team's done through the year. And then I see other business owners and leaders who are very consistent around their appreciation of their team, their recognition of the work that gets done on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, and they don't necessarily have an amazingly over-the-top, lavish celebration at the end of the year, but they celebrate in in an appropriate way. Which teams do you think have more trust built into them? Is it the team that gets zero consistent recognition over the year, but a massive party thrown for them? Or is it the team that knows day to day that they're appreciated and that the work is being recognised? That's the team that has the trust. It's those little things done consistently. People like consistently consistency, I should say, because it gives them a sense of security, a sense of familiarity, a sense of knowing what's to come. I heard a podcast interview recently, in fact, with one of my mentors, and it's a podcast about marketing, so nothing to do with team, but they were sharing about consistency with regards to email communication, email newsletters specifically. And they were sharing that for, I don't know, 15 years or something, they had regularly done this one piece of communication every week at a certain time on a certain day. And that consistency, and it's not it's not the flashiest piece of content that they produce, it's not you know, an amazing workshop. It is a email newsletter, but the consistency of that email newsletter coming out every week on the same day at the same time has built trust with their people and their audience because they know it is coming. Consistency makes us feel safe and secure and that they are foundations to someone doing well at work and they build trust. So think about the little things that you do consistently. And if you've ever practiced this kind of You know, I think about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits here. If you've practiced making those consistent actions every day in any area of your life, you will know that it pays off because I'll talk about diets because it's New Year and everyone seems to have a New Year's resolution. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions, by the way. But when you just make a decision to eat well and to, you know, not go on a diet per se, but to change the lifestyle and the way you eat, You get better results than if you go on a crash diet and have a juice cleanse for four days, but then go binge eating after that because it's not consistent. So consistency is those little things. What does that look like with our team? It's those gratitudes. It's having consistent team meetings. I've shared here on the podcast before that a lack of consistency around those kind of things really upsets team members. It's having a consistent process to how we do things at work. Consistency can be it can actually really lift, lift, lift and lighten is the word I'm looking for, lighten the load. So the two pillars of trust I'm starting you with today are clarity and consistency. What can you do to create clarity in your business with your team right now, with your people? And what consistent habits, consistent processes, consistent um, practices can you put in place or can you lean into and make sure you continue doing that are going to help you build trust with your team. They're my two questions for you today.
Now, I hope that has been an enjoyable start to our discussion around trust. I'm really excited to start the new year with this conversation because I think it is such a powerful foundation for our teams when we know we are heading into a year that is predicted to have huge change in our workforces. Having a team built on trust, having a team you can trust and a team that trusts you is going to really put you in good stead to have a really solid uh, retention rate with your team and to have an amazing team that is driving your business productivity, which is really what it's all about, isn't it? So I'll be back again next week with a deeper dive into three more of these pillars of trust. I do hope you join me on that episode. But in the meantime, if you would like to connect with other business owners, leaders and managers who are all also passionate about all things team building and HR, I'd love you to join us over in our free Facebook group. That is called HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you go over to Facebook groups and type in HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us there and I'd love you to join us. Or you can just head over to today's show notes, which you'll be able to find at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 95, and I will have the link right there for you. That's it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll be back again next week for part two of this three-part series on building trust in our teams. Have a wonderful week.